The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning and welcome to today's program. I'm your host, Zach Epperson. This week, we're talking about the ongoing rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, helping to answer any questions that the public might have about the ongoing process, as, as anyone knows, there's a lot of information out there at this time. And so, again, we have our guest this morning, Terry Bergen of the Lincoln Trail District Health Department. Terry, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a while since we've had you on the program uh, to talk about, you know, all the latest health information people need to know about COVID-19. And now is as good a time as ever because we're right in the middle of the, of the opening phases, really, of the rollout for COVID-19 vaccines. There's a lot of questions out there, people, need, you know, looking for information. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I wanted to start off with first, uh, when we had last talked, uh, we had talked about um, the makeup of the vaccine. And this is a little bit different. And I thought it'd be a good idea to get some background information again on the vaccine. So I'll turn it over to you just to kind of explain again, what, what makes this vaccine uh, so different than others that, you know, like your flu shot or something similar? Well, um, a lot of times with your flu shot and other vaccines, what's included in the vaccine is a weakened form of the virus or a dead form of the virus. And that's not the case with the COVID-19 vaccines. There is no COVID-19 in these vaccines at all. So it's not a live virus. People cannot uh, get COVID-19 from the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, what happens though with these particular vaccines is it's, it's really kind of neat is that their messenger, the vaccine has this um, mRNA vac um, uh, coding on it. So it's like instructions that are embedded within this vaccine that talks to our cells in the human body. And these messengers tell our cells to kind of create like that spiky point that's on the COVID-19 vaccine that attaches to our cells, cells kind of replicate that. And so our cells from those instructions can then build antibodies, uh, antibodies against the COVID-19 vaccine because of that. Uh, what's really neat is that once the cells receive the instructions, it's almost like it's a self-destruct message. The message goes completely away. It's embedded on the cell. That little spike kind of shows up on the cell itself. And then our body recognizes that as a foreign object. And as a result, the antibodies are, are our bodies begin to develop antibodies against the COVID-19 uh, virus. And, you know, I know with the rollout, of course, beforehand, you know, everybody's excited about it now. We're talking about a uh, an effective rate, I believe, you know, 95 percent or higher. Is that correct? Yep. The Moderna is is what we are. We provide the hospitals uh, provide this as well is the Moderna vaccine. So 94 percent efficacy. Uh, when you get that first vaccine, it again, it starts to build those antibodies, but to get the full effect, the 94% of effectiveness, you need to get that second vaccine of Moderna at least uh, 28 days later. So I'll kind of turn it over to you now, uh, but, you know, with the vaccines, like I said, people are very excited about that. We've seen a lot of 
of uh, support people wanting to sign up and get these vaccines. Uh, but there's been some confusion about, you know, how do people go about getting those and when do I get mine? And the state is, you know, in the beginning started with the uh, the schedule the, of the phases. Everybody hears about phase 1A, phase 1B. Um, kind of take us through that. Uh, what was the purpose of, of from a healthcare perspective of uh, the schedule? So, first of all, it has a lot to do with the limited supply of the vaccine. Uh, if you've listened to the governor's update, you he mentioned, uh, I think this week or last week even, that Kentucky as a whole for 120 counties only receives 53,000 uh, 53, vaccines a week. And that has to be spread over all of Kentucky. So there's limited availability uh, as far as um, you know, who can receive it. And as a result of that, it has to be prioritized. One of the things that the governor mentioned is that a lot of our deaths were in long-term care facilities. And so he wanted to target those individuals in particular to uh, decrease the death toll within that particular population. Now, all of the guidance comes from the, the Advisory Committee for Immunization Practices, you know, which is a part of the Centers for Disease Control, and the Kentucky Department of Health. That guides Lincoln Trail District Health Department's vaccination efforts. We don't go rogue on our own and make up our own rules. So they are the ones that outline the phases. Phase 1A is what we are currently in now. It includes the long-term care facilities. And many people may not know this, but we are not responsible. Lincoln Trail District Health Department is not responsible for vaccinating long-term care facilities, AKA nursing homes. That, is, that was through a federal contract with the CVS and Walgreens pharmacies. We have absolutely no role in that whatsoever at this point in time. We were tasked by the uh, Kentucky Department of Public Health to vaccinate healthcare workers and first responders. Uh, one of the reasons first responders was included in that 1A group, if you look at the phases, 1B says first responders, but because we were tasked by the Kentucky Department of Public Health to include them because they, in many communities, they are the ones that are direct care. First responders have that, um, that initial um, as has that dual role as the first healthcare provider on the scene. So that was one of the reasons that they were included in that first phase. So we are a lot of, uh, I also want to stress too, Zach, that a lot of individuals are hearing from other counties that they've moved on to phase 1B and they're vaccinating. It also has, it boils down to how small the county is, how big the county is, how much vaccine they have, how much, what is the population in those counties? Are they able to move on? We are following the, the phases uh, strictly. Once we have finished phase 1A, we will move on to phase 1B. And people just need to keep checking our website at ltdhd.org because uh, we will have the updates there and our Facebook page. Speaking about, you were talking about, you know, other places are already moving on to those next phases. You know, we've got a couple uh, around here that have already done that. You know, recently, uh, Baptist Health Harden announced that they were going to, they were in the very early phases uh, of doing that. Um, you, this, you might not know the answer to this, but it's just wondering, but what, what's the determining factor in that from like a healthcare facility perspective? Are, they're not, are they not tied down to having to follow those or is it because you all being a health department, being the government, you have to do that? What, what's that process like, if you know? Well, I don't like speaking for other organizations. I really don't like to do that. So I'm going to have to, uh, 
to have you refer to that particular organization, but I can give you a general overview answer. And that kind of goes back to what I just mentioned before. If you are in a city or a town that has received vaccines and you have a smaller population that allows you to vaccinate those 1A phase people quicker, some folks are moving on to 1B if that kind of uh, answers your question a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely it did. Uh, so talking about the, the you know, other counties moving on, because they have, and you're right, we deal with the population sizes, yes. the differences. Uh, here in Hardin County, where are you all at, roughly speaking, uh, with the 1A vaccinations? So uh, we have vaccinated approximately uh, a little over 1,700 folks to date. That's healthcare workers and first responders. The good news is that we were looking at potentially starting phase 1B not until the first and second week of February. We're ahead of schedule. So that may put us uh, uh, starting sooner. Uh, we're looking more now towards, uh, hopefully towards the, before the end of January. And I can't stress it enough, we, we really want people not so much to call the health department because this is we're they're gonna I'm gonna they're, the people that answer the phone calls are basically gonna tell you that we're not taking people we don't have a sign up list so there's not a list that you can get on at this time um, we're still in phase one a this is what they're gonna tell you if you call um, just keep checking our website at ltdhd.org for any updates. You know, you, you talk about, you know, you all, this health department specifically being tasked with vaccinating certain, you know, uh, certain areas, you know, first responders. As we move on to this next phase, phase 1B, I know the the, the main uh, target that I guess you could say, uh, the next major group of people, obviously 70 plus, but K through 12 school personnel uh, as schools are starting to get back in person. Uh, when is there a... Um, a priority, if you will, of, you know, are you going to vaccinate those people first and the first responders and then we'll get to 70 plus or have you all started to work that out yet? Uh, what I can tell you is that we are working on plans for the next phase, uh, phase 1B. Those are still uh, uh, are still being worked out. Uh, and uh, once those are solidified, we will be putting that information out on our Web page, social media, uh, through the radio station, like with you, um, local newspapers, um, and through our community partners. One, one of the final things I had for you, and, and this comes from, I remember the governor saying it, um, I believe it was uh, sometime this past week, uh, where, where the, someone asked a question about the allotment, and you touched on that, you know, for the entire state, you're only getting, you know, a couple thousand uh, per week that you have to divvy out to the 120 counties, but uh, what is the allotment process like for the local health departments? Are you all given a, a set number each week, say, you know, you get 1,700 this week and that's what you're going to get forever, or does that fluctuate a little bit? So... Uh, we, um, you know, when we received our, when, when the initial uh, vaccine recipients, so those providers who were vac vaccinating received their first shipment, it was a, a push method, which basically means we were given what we were, we were going to have. We had no control over the amount of vaccine that we were uh, going to receive. We are moving more towards um, the pool method where we can have a little bit more control over what can be ordered for the population needs that we have. Um, and so uh, that will give us a little bit more control over um, what we receive and can store uh, at particular sites around the district. So um, 
we're moving towards that. We're closer to that. Um, but that initial shipment was more of this is what you have. Well, uh, you know, kind of wrapping up here, but you know, I want to uh, kind of stress again, and you know, from I've talked with other people about this, but the biggest thing right now that I can see is just have asking people to have patience. Is that what you're kind of yes. seeing too? Yes, please have patience with us. Um, I, I think uh, folks don't realize that we are still doing disease investigations and contact tracing for individuals who have tested positive for COVID. We are, we are providing COVID-19 testing uh, every Tuesday uh, during the first week of January for those uh, who would like a COVID-19 test. And we are now doing um, vaccination. A lot of people want information right now. Tell me when, tell me when I can get my vaccine. Tell me how I can get my parent or my grandmother enrolled, uh, signed up for the, the vaccine. We are not, we are very careful and we take our responsibility in giving information to the public very seriously. And so the information that we put out, um, especially since COVID-19 has been nothing, it has been just one new thing after the other. And for example, I'm, I still hear uh, questions along the lines of, you know, uh, you were told us to wear a mask, you told us not to wear a mask. I still hear that. So we are, we take the responsibility of giving the correct information out to the public very seriously. That's why we don't like to give information out that we have to change every five minutes. That's why we want people to go to our webpage and, and, and look at the ltdhd.org website to get the information when it is ready to roll out. There's a lot of planning that goes on behind the scenes before that product that we present to the public is available. And we want it to be a good product and we want it to have as, as, as many, uh, we don't have to want to have to go back and tweak it as, as, as um, you know, as much as possible. We, we would not like to do that. So please be patient with us. Look to our webpage, look to our Facebook page. The information will be there. We don't have any sign-up sheets at this time. If, if that will change, we will let you know. Um, uh, if you call us, that is exactly what we're going to tell you. There's not a sign-up list. Just go to the webpage and, uh, and uh, look for the updates. Terry Bergen, the Public Information Officer at Lincoln Trail District Health Department. Terry, uh, just last thing here, ending on a, a, a lighthearted note, uh, but you know, this is the first time I've gotten to talk with you uh, since you all uh, got the vaccines at the health department. I just want to ask you, when, when that first box came off the truck and you all got it, you know, after talking for all these months about this theoretical vaccine and now it was here, how did that feel? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. You know, we have been in this fight uh, for over a year. Well, March, March will be a year for us. And at some times it felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And so when we heard that there was a vaccine available that would potentially uh, help bring us back to normal, there was, there's hope, elation, um, happiness, um, not only for, for the, the public health staff, but for the public in general. Um, we know that the public wants to go back to normal and hug their loved ones and, and see their families. Your health department workers want to do the same thing. So we all, there's a professional side and a personal side to all of this. And so we understand what people are going through because when we leave here every day, we go home to our families. So we know, we can identify with what you're dealing with. Um, so um, we are 
we are, are, are glad and happy that there is that the vaccine is here. We can, I cannot leave without saying that we still, I, you're smiling because you know what I'm going to say. I do. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> we still need people to wear their mask, <laughs> physically distance, and wash their hands. We don't want people to feel that they're safe because they've had the vaccine. That vaccine prevents you from getting severely sick, right? But you still have others in the community who have not had the vaccine and they still need to be protected. And so please continue to wear your mask, physically distance, wash those hands, limit uh, small gatherings so that you can protect those uh, yourself and others. And we are almost there. We're hoping to have uh, uh, all the folks within our district who would like the vaccine vaccinated by this by this summer. That's great stuff. Like you said, it's a light at the end of the tunnel, finally. Mm -hmm. Again, Terry Bergen, Public Information Officer of the Lincoln Trail District Health Department. Terry, it's always great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zach. Don't forget, you can get the recap of today's forum by going to our website, wqxc.com, and clicking the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.